Bing places for business. They're the poor cousin, I guess. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? It's me, Zoe Shepherd from Red X Digital. Here with another episode of your new favorite podcast, Click on This. Thanks for the love on our previous episode last week on Social Proof. If you haven't caught that one yet, feel free to go and check it out. It's on all good streaming services right now. Today's episode, though, is about Google My Business. And I am catching up with Luke Chapman again, as well as Lachlan Kirkwood, who is Red X's very own digital strategist and conversions specialist. He's a content creator extraordinaire and a social media superstar. So I'm very happy to have him on the pod. Anyways, if you're interested in learning all about how you can utilize Google My Business, whether you have a small or a large business, this podcast is the podcast for you. I want to say podcast again, podcast. Okay, I'm very sorry. Let's just get on with the episode. Hello, everyone. I am here with Luke Chapman and Lachlan Kirkwood. Hello, guys. G'day, g'day. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about Google My Business, which sounds like a sentence or a slogan, but is not. What is Google My Business, guys? Yeah, it's uh, a silly name, Mm. I think. It should be your business to know. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Google My Business is often referred to as GMB. So if you hear us talking about GMB, that's uh, what we're talking about. Um, but basically, it's a free tool that lets you manage um, how your business appears on Google Search and also on Google Maps. So that includes things like adding your business name, um, location, hours. You can uh, see all your customer reviews on there, add photos. If you've ever seen when you do a Google Search uh, for a business, so using our own business actually as an example, if you search for Red X Digital, uh, at least in Australia or here on my phone or on my computer, it comes up with our Google My Business listing. So it gives you a bit of information, reviews, link to the website, phone number, um, a map where (coughs) where the business is, opening hours, things like that. So on mobile, it appears at the top of the search results. If someone's searching for your business or for a a product or industry that's really specific to to your business, so yeah, mobile, it's right at the top of the search, and on desktop, it's um, in its own little kind of breakout feature box, oh, over, on, box yeah, over on the right-hand side. So it just allows you to appear in, in local search results um, for specific queries related to you, and it kind of increases your chances as well of showing up in the Google local pa- pack, which um, if you're searching for businesses, you might notice they group together a whole bunch of businesses, maybe five or seven businesses, mm. um, alongside the map there as well. So yeah. it helps you show up in all those kind of added little uh, Google local features. Yeah, and look, I just think to add on to that, I think it's a great way to empower small business owners in particular in localized areas with without physical stores, um, with mm. the tools that they need to put the relevant information or product slash service in the hands of users searching for that. I think it's a tool that you should be using every single day if you are a local business to drive as much traffic and potential um, users to your website. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. The great thing is they've made it really simple. Um, 
to use. Really so cool. it, it is designed, I think, for small businesses to use themselves. It's not the kind of thing you need to mm. forget about and go and you know hire a marketing agency yeah. to, to do it for you. It's Literally pretty, anyone can do it. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty straightforward, and they've made some great changes to it in the last year or two to make it a bit more user-friendly, I think. It's almost like a simplified version of Search, search Console. Like, there are some tools in it that you can find in Search Console as mm. well. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely for the uh, small business owners. Hey guys, Zoe here with an aside because you know that I love them. Just thought I would give a little definition of Google Search Console for anyone who's not as familiar. So Search Console is basically just a tool that can help you improve your performance on the Google search results. So it helps you measure your site's traffic, measure your site's performance with analytics, um, helps you fix issues and uh, really just overall helps you understand how Google search is actually seeing your pages and indexing them. It's pretty handy. So to get a Google My Business, a GMB as the hip kids say, you just literally sign up for one. Yeah, you done with GMB? You know me. So how do you do this? How do you, tell me, walk me through it, walk me through. Well, you can search for GMB or Google My Business or just hop straight onto google.com slash business and you can sign up there. So if you already have a Google account, like Gmail or YouTube, or just a general uh, Google account, you can use that, or you can sign up for a new account there. Uh, once you've verified your account, um, so the, the verification process is basically to confirm that you are actually at the business address that you are trying to list for. Right. So Google will actually send you out a, it's like a little postcard, and it's got a four digit pin on the back, so you basically just wait until you get that in the mail mm -hmm. and plug in those or plug in that pin and that confirms, uh, sort of verifies your address. And once you verify, it's live essentially. But what you can do, you go in and <clears throat> there's a whole lot of different features which are pretty self-explanatory. Uh, but when you're setting it up, you just need to choose the right categories for your business. So just do a search for your, your industry or type of business and choose the ones that are relevant. And then you pop in, it, it's kind of like building a social media profile on. Yeah. On most other platforms, if it's a Facebook account or something like that, it's quite similar. So you choose uh, a unique description for your business, mm -hmm. put in relevant photos, so a cover photo, a profile photo like your logo, um, any shots of your store, your business or your products or your work, anything like that. You can put in videos as well, which is great. And then you put in your address. If you don't have an actual shop address, so there's a lot of businesses that are uh, service businesses which service a particular area so uh, off the top of my head I can think of plumbers you know they might they don't have a specific address that customers come mm. to uh, but they service like surrounding suburbs yeah a list of suburbs um, so you can plug that in and put in a, a radius around a particular area or right. a list of suburbs so you can do that as well put in your contact details phone number what are your hours of operation you know are you a 24-hour emergency plumber mm. or are you a shop front that's open nine to five each day. Customers can ask you questions on there and you can provide answers. And there's all sorts of features, but mm. to start off with, it's pretty easy to go in. Just go to the information section and just fill in all your, your business information. And then when you get the pin, um, verify your listing and away you go. Cool. I think it's, um, just quickly, I'm jump in there. I think mm. it's important as well to note that um, when you are setting it up, do it in advance of like when you would like that listing to be active. Just mm. factor in the fact that they actually are sending you a physical letter with a pin code on it. Like, yeah. Um, I've worked at previous places where uh, 
we had some clients that wanted their my business listing up that day and we just had to kind of explain the clear expectation that you can actually take up to sometimes a week or five business days just to get that in the mail um, yeah but yeah just factor that in if you can and also link it to your social profiles as well mm. um, it's just much like a smaller version of your website i guess so try and yeah. include as much information as possible just so that way users can find it in the, the one knowledge graph Mm. And if you listen to our first episode on social proof, you will have heard also that it's really great to get customers to write reviews for your business and do it through there. And also just remind me of the fact that using images is really important, as we talked about in that episode as well, that people are a lot more likely to trust your business if they can actually just see it next to the writing about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, include photos of your storefront, you know, of your, if you have one, if you, um, of your team even yeah just things like that and there's dedicated places for like 3d images as well if you mm. have like images of your store stitched together yeah um, and i think images are a great way to provide um, recent content as well mm. um, so if there are any changes to your storefront but i think there's a great way to be a bit more strategic about images similar to if you were like a google uh, tour guide i guess you could say where you upload images and they get thousands of views, millions if not in Luke's case as he is a photographer, um, but say if you're like a cafe and you're located by a river and it's a renowned river yeah. um, and it's got a quite a scenic view from let's say the porch of the cafe, um, it'd be pretty strategic I guess to take some photos of that river um, and also kind of structure the metadata of that image to include um, what the river's name is, yeah. um, that it's in your cafe and upload that so it could also be indexed for queries around that particular location. Mm. So yeah, just being strategic about the content that you're uploading um, and just making sure it's consistent as well. Um, yeah. Because yeah, it all shows in that knowledge graph as well. Yeah, of course. So just to add on to your um, talking about the reviews and mm. the social proof there. Mm. So as we were talking about in the previous podcast, if people leave reviews on Google for your business, uh, they will actually show up there on the um, on your listing on Google My Business, yeah. in the search results, people can see the star rating and the mm. reviews, but it will actually connect with other review sites and bring those in as well. So mm. sites like Yelp, for example, if people are leaving reviews on there, Google will actually match up your business name and your location, your address and all of that and go, yep, this is the same business. And it can bring in reviews from those third party review sites as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good to keep an eye on those as well as we were talking. Um, mm. about in the previous episode i always get zomato is that how you say yeah that? zomato that, a lot of those sites are big in um the restaurant space yeah. uh, google google my business seems to have taken off pretty quickly in that industry there's a lot of reviews yeah. they put up their menus and opening hours and it tells you when that um, store or restaurant is busy like what hours during the day um so I think they've kind of jumped on pretty yeah. quickly, uh, but not all industries are all over it yet. Uh, yeah, so it's definitely it. something that you need to jump on if you're not already using it. For sure. And I think that um, like if you are a local business and you've got a store with, um, or I guess if you're B2C more particularly, um, and you want to put your product or service in the hands of your users in the fastest way possible, I think the new, relatively new post feature it's really important. Mm. Um, so that's essentially where you can now create what looks like social media posts within your Google My Business. Oh, cool, um, yeah. 
And these can also be indexed at the top of the search results page as well as the side in the knowledge graph. But these are essentially a way to um, create a post around any featured updates you've got. So if you've got like a new product coming out, you can include a short description up to 1500 characters or if you've got any renovations happening to your store or anything there, you can also publish information about events that you've got coming up. So you can include the destination URL so if you've got it hosted on Eventbrite or something like that, um, you can link to that or even your sales page um, if there's more information they can find out there. You can add offers as well, which I think is really powerful. So if you're an um, e-com store and you've got like a Black Friday sale and people are looking up Black Friday deals or um, even just your store in general, they'll see those coupon codes come up directly in yep. the search results so they can just copy and paste them onto your site. And again, you can link them to the redemption pages, landing pages, and you can even include T's and C's um, in those posts as well too. You can also update just general product listings as well. So this is where you can include the price and the details of the product. And I've read a bit about these becoming quite important as Google becomes a lot more visual or as they, Google images become a lot more shoppable. Um, yeah. It's important to kind of, I guess, mark up those posts with those products so that way it's a lot more discoverable. The other thing about these posts is that they appear for seven days. Seven days. Within the actual post panel itself. After that they will disappear but they'll be searchable. If a user clicks on all your posts you'll see all the historic ones from a business. Cool. But I think that these are a really powerful way to get your content out there to users. Um, and it's really interesting to see Google try and find or uncover new ways of putting social yeah. within their kind of platform because you know forever it's been so text-based yeah. it kind of just speaks to the, the visual way or the visual methods that users are kind of engaging with these days yeah google's definitely becoming a lot more social um due to possibly just the rise of people i mean even using facebook as google these days yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah the to, to search local businesses and yeah, and find things through that. And way. Look, you can even um, follow Google listings now as well. Oh, so, right, say yeah. if um, there's a particular cafe that you go to and they publish updates um, in their Google posts, if you're in the Google Maps application, there's a for you tab, and all the latest updates will come up from those particular businesses that you follow there. And I read a little bit earlier about um, the potential of the amount of followers that a business has becoming a ranking factor, which yeah. I thought was really interesting. Um, it'll be pretty interesting to see how that yeah. folds out. I don't know if that'll be a near right. future or yeah. a distant future thing, but I'd be really interested to see how that works. Um, but yeah, it, that just kind of adds on to or compounds on to the um, reviews that Luke was mentioning before. Mm. I think yeah. with, the, uh, with the death of Google+, Plus, yeah. <laughs> which is shutting down in a few months, uh, I think... Google has rolled some of the more useful features from that into mm. the regular search experience Definitely. into things like Google My Business. So, mm. yeah, like you said, you can now do the posts mm. as you could do before on your business page on Google+, Plus, mm. um, and following a business, things like that. I think they'll be much more used now that they're actually in the regular Google search results page. Definitely. And, look, even um, like my background's predominantly in like social and paid social. Even as a social marketer, I can just see so much crossover now between I guess what my role entails and a search role mm. um, like they're almost merging I guess into a similar role to you know kind of give you the same objective out of both of them yeah well even me being fairly new to this whole game I just I um 
I feel like if I wasn't learning one of them, I couldn't learn both, you know? Like, mm. I, I think, yeah, having a, a basic understanding of SEO is so important to any kind of social work that, yeah. that you're doing now. And so, Lachlan, you mentioned that the posts disappear or they at least don't show up on the main feed um, after seven days. So would you recommend that businesses post at least one post a week or how would you tackle that issue? Yeah, look, it really depends on what is valuable to their users. Like if you are an e-commerce store, I imagine that you would have more sales, you would have more new product launches or anything like that. So you would regularly update those. Um, I think that it's... On the knowledge panel, you get three listings before it becomes, not maybe redundant, but it becomes into the historic feed. So perhaps if you were doing three a week, that would be a good starting point. Mm. Um, just so someone's a social, like you don't want to post like tons of great content and then it just becomes un- undiscoverable just because you posted so much of yeah. it. So I think it <laughs> comes down to being strategic around that. And of yeah. course, you can repurpose it as well too. So say if there was something that you posted six months ago you could obviously just repurpose some of that yeah um, change some of the wording so it's not duplicate content yeah like it's um be strategic about it i guess yeah the um the events i think is just a post type uh, but you can add events yeah. to your google my business listing and i believe it's got integrations with things like eventbrite um so if you're running events yeah. through there if you doing I don't know training events or, or customer evenings or anything like that um, but if you're not yeah like you said you can <clears throat> talk about sales that you've got coming up yeah and look I think that with the rise of payment platforms like gpay and that I think that they're only going to get more integrated into google posts so that way mm. you could potentially see someone's uh, product in a google post and just purchase it straight there so yeah. it's like an end-to-end um, yeah I think it will definitely move in that direction there's already Google Shopping shows up in, in the search results at the top. You've also got um, a little extra tip for you. If you use particular software to accept or to, to manage your bookings or reservations, uh, there's quite a few platforms now that will actually integrate with Google My Business. We can put a link to a list of all of those in the, in the show notes. Yep. Um, but if you're using those uh, particular products, you can link that through to your Google My Business page and people can actually book an appointment or a you know, restaurant reservation mm. directly from the search results page. So, I have actually done that before for a GP appointment. Okay. So is that kind of the same feature as like um, if you're buying like movie tickets? Because I see like Event Cinemas does it all the time as well, where I will search for like a movie and then the first result that comes up is that showtime that night at Event Cinemas near me. So I think that's separate. Mm. Um, that's separate to the Google My Business listing right but yeah definitely google is putting a lot more emphasis on the transactional features within the search results page they want you to they they want to be able to solve whatever it is you're trying to do in the least amount of clicks possible yeah um, Yeah. and try and do it as quickly as possible keep it all on google yeah that's (laughs) their their goal (laughs) definitely so i can put a link to that in the show notes there's a whole lot i had a look i would mention some but there's probably 50 or 60 there so yeah i won't go through them um, one of the major ones i happened to notice was mind body i know a lot of people use that for, mm. for booking things yeah uh, but there's a lot there so have a look you may already be using one that that has that feature so probably. why not integrate it if you already are yes yes i have included a link to this list um in the description of the show wherever you're listening to it you should be able to find it 
Um, if not, it's just google.com slash maps slash reserve slash partners. And there are so many on here that you've already probably used and not even known that they could integrate with your Google My Business account. This includes things like, as we've just mentioned, MindBody, there's TripAdvisor, we also mentioned Eventbrite before, Booking Kit, Ticketmaster, Yelp, SeatGeek, I don't think that's in Australia yet, but if you're in the US, there's that. There's so many on here. So are there any other, like, I guess, tips and tricks or tools that you use or have used? Yeah, so outside of the regular just um, filling in all your business information, which honestly is is the first basic thing to do, but even that so many businesses haven't done. They put in their address and claim their, their listing and that's it. You really should go and optimize it like any other social profile. Make sure you've got great quality photos there. Um, make sure the, the information's all correct. You've got your opening hours. You've got all of that filled in. Um, but apart from that, there's a few little tips and tweaks and extra things you can do to really make the most of it. So that reservation software is one. Another thing you can do, so people, other than leaving reviews, they can um, ask questions mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. Uh, what happens is you, you've probably seen it before if you search for a business it'll say there are three questions and answers for this or three questions that may not be answered so first thing is I guess to, to actually look out for that yeah make sure you log in and, and check things every now and then because you may have some questions sitting there from customers um, but a little trick or hack that I'd like to share on that point is you can actually go in and highlight a question and answer and then it will show up expanded on your um, Google My Business knowledge panel on the, on the search page so yeah. it actually makes your box there a little bit bigger takes up more space which is great to get in front of people uh, but it's also a way that you can if there's one particular question that's frequently asked mm. or perhaps it's a feature of your business or a selling point that you want to really promote you could turn it into the form of a question yes ask that get someone in your business with their personal profile to go and ask that question on there so it shows up as joe smith has asked this question and uh, answer it then from the business so xyz business has answered with this answer then go into google my business and actually select it as a as the one that you want to feature Mm. and it'll then show up expanded all the time whereas normally people have to go in and click on expand to see the questions answers so that's one little tweak um, just to get a a little bit of extra space on that search mm. results page. That's really cool. Lachlan, you mentioned before about 3D stuff. So you can do virtual tours if you use your mobile phone inside your store or inside your restaurant. Say you've got like a function room that you really want to show off. Mm. You can use your phone um, or a camera and do a 360 degree photosphere or, or panorama type thing and upload that. And then people can kind of do a virtual tour a through, almost yeah. as if they're yeah doing a walkthrough of your business. So. That's a good way to showcase, um, yeah, things like function rooms or even just a, a quick look inside your store to give people a better idea about about what it is. Definitely. Lachlan, I think you may have mentioned something about messaging before, or at least we were chatting about that before we started recording. Yeah, you know, I definitely <laughs> did. Um, yeah, so people can now um, send messages directly to a business or you can integrate that with your own messaging service. Mm. So I think that's really powerful if um, someone wants a quick response. A client that I was working with recently, I found it surprising that a user had an issue purchasing a product just with the payment process on their website. Um, and instead of sending them a Facebook message, they'd actually send them a message through Google My Business, through which Google. I think just yeah. speaks to the power of that because maybe they went to 
search for the Facebook page and they just saw a message functionality. Um, right, yeah. A message function as soon as that came up, so they would have just naturally, just would have been yeah. intuitive to click through to that. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really powerful way to build a bit personalized engagement, I guess, mm. with your user as well too. Um, mm. So you can, I guess, get to know them, offer a solution that's tailored to their particular needs. Yeah. And then again, maybe like leeching off that, you could then repurpose that into a question. So if the user had a really good query that you think you know could Other benefit people. you, yeah. yeah, you could highlight that as a Q&A question or even ask them to post that as like a question yeah. that you could then answer as well too. So yeah. I think it's really good. Things like live chat are really popular these mm. days. I think a lot of people Little prefer to do that than actually pick up the phone and call um, or, or write an email inquiry or something that's a bit oh, more yes, formal. Please. formal. I do. Uh, whether it's messaging on Google My Business or whether it's your Facebook Messenger to your Facebook business page or a live chat little widget that you put on your website. Um, I think, yeah, people find those really useful. Mm. So the, the benefit is if you install the Google My Business um, app on your phone, doesn't matter even if you're a service business, if you're a tradie and you're out on site doing some work, those messages will actually come through to your phone. So you can right. you can chat to people straight away instead of waiting until you get back home and log into your computer in the office and reply to, mm. to messages. You can just do it anywhere from your phone. And that's great too for people who are already out and about on the go. You know, they might have a job that's closer to them than, than their office if yeah. their office is constantly moving. Definitely. And one of the better things of Google My Business is that you can also review a lot of the insights and data of you know, what people are searching for, how many people are messaging you, at what times of the day this is all happening. Mm. So I guess if you are a local business, you could kind of plan in advance. Like yeah. if you have someone that you need for customer support, for instance, two hours a day, yeah. you could identify like what peak times of the week or day um, you are getting these messages through if you can't handle them or take them. So. Um, I think it's so important to always, as Luke mentioned, just log in um, as much as you can. I suggest once a day, um, but you know, if you're busy, um, try and get in there as much as you can. And just look through like some of the keyword queries that people are searching for to find your business, some of the reviews as well, and you'll just start to identify common trends. And that's why Google My Business is so powerful because for such a simple free tool, it offers so much value for small business owners. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, a lot of small business owners have caught on that Facebook is a is a really important thing to have and they're on there checking that all the time if people are posting things on their page or mm. asking questions through Messenger. Uh, but I don't think people really know too much about Google My Business. But no. I would say treat it just like you're treating Facebook. Install the app on your phone, go in there and check for messages and questions and things like that. Um, yeah, like you said, put out the posts on a regular basis. Just treat it as another form of, of social media really yeah. yeah and i think we're at a really peak time with it where it hasn't taken off yet like there's still so much opportunity for it that's just un like yet to be uncovered because businesses either don't know about it or they aren't utilizing it properly mm -hmm. um so i think yeah if you're a small business and you really want to get the most out of your local listings i think that's the best way to do it the um the insights that you mentioned there's some pretty good stats or, or information there Dare I say insights? <laughs> uh, so you can see how customers are finding you or what they're clicking on. So are they actually finding you in the search results or are they finding you on maps? Because remember, this does put you on Google Maps as well by verifying your location there. Um, so you can see that. You can see a little bit of uh, what search queries they're typing to find you. So Lachlan, like you mentioned before, it is kind of like 
um, a, a more basic version of Google Search Console. Mm. So that's quite useful to have in there as well. If you don't want to jump right into Search Console, you can at least see a basic overview of that in Google My Business. And you can see calls as well. So if you've got your phone number listed, you can see how many people have clicked to call you as well. So it kind of gives you a, a brief insight over the customers and, and how they're interacting with your business on that Google search results page. Speaking of also, um, I guess, trying to get the most insights slash data out of this possible, something I should have mentioned before is that if you're publishing Google posts, you should also, if you're sharing a link, you always be sure to track that with a relevant UTM tag. Um, mm. Just because if you, you do need to treat it like it is a channel of its own. Yeah. Um, and you'd most likely see a lot of organic traffic coming through. Um, and it'd be good to attribute, like if you've got an offer running, people aren't obviously gonna be organically searching for that specific offer, although it might happen. Whereas it'd be good to attribute that traffic to that particular post. And with those insights, you can see how many people have viewed your post, how many people have clicked through it as well too. So it is literally just like a social platform. Yeah. I question if like you'd be able to run promoted posts in the future mm. as well too. Like I think that'd be really powerful. Um, so if users are searching for particular offers or queries or something, you could you know be promoted in that kind of top knowledge section there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So as Google does, they let information flow from all of their different products. So while it's not super transactional just yet, Google My Business, you can actually already link various accounts. So you can go into Google My Business and link, there's actually, I think it's called linked accounts on the menu. Mm. Uh, you can go in there and link it up to your Google Ads account. So by doing that, it then helps you manage all your location extensions in Google Ads. So what that means is if you've got multiple locations, it'll actually show the proper address instantaneously then because it'll work it out from your Google My Business listing mm. and just pick the right address. And you can also target a radius around the address, not a suburb, so it's a bit more specific as well. So if you've got a store and you want to target people in a 1K radius around that, you don't have to do it from the suburb, which might be a bit more general. Yeah. Um, but just speaking of um, products being tied together, I also, I've never done it myself, but for a while you've been able to actually create a miniature website Google My Business. Mm. So essentially what it does is it pulls all the data that you've inputted there, your map location, your phone number, your about us section, um, business description, and it allows you to actually, almost in like a drag and drop web builder, create your own small website, which I think speaks to the nature of Google My Business being for those smaller businesses mm. that might not know how to use WordPress and they might not have someone who can manage that or set up hosting for it. Yeah. So uh, there's a really powerful tool again. Um, and I've read like quite a lot of success stories about businesses that don't actually have a website. Like mm. a lot of restaurants do just have a Google My Business um, yeah. listing. But this kind of takes it that one step further and really empowers those small business owners to have no excuse essentially to not have a digital presence on yeah. Google. Yeah, if you're, it's perfect if you're not at the stage where you want to spend money to hire a web developer or a marketing agency. And even if you don't want to use something like Wix or Squarespace, which are fairly easy to use, um, but this is all integrated within the Google My Business thing. So yeah, like I said, it just pulls everything in. It's nice and easy to use. If all you want is just a, a very simple website, here's our business, here's what we do, here's our service areas, you can click to contact us put in a few images, like it's pretty easy to use. Mm -hmm. So it's not a bad starting point. Um, if that's if you don't really have a website yet, mm. definitely go in and, and play around with it if you're not at the point where you want to spend too much money to 
hire someone to build something a bit more sophisticated for mm. you. Um, yeah, and yeah. of course Google will be happy that you're building on their platform yeah. as well. <laughs> Super helpful. Google's not the only one that has this kind of Google My Business thing. If you use Bing as your search engine, um, you may have noticed similar things on there. So Bing, of course, has maps and they have business listings. Uh, another little tip for you is once you've got your Google, so focus on your uh, Google My Business listing, get it all set up, fill it out with all your information, verify it so that you've got your PIN and you put that in. What you can do then is sign up for Bing Places for Business. So that's their equivalent of Google My Business. B-P-O-B. Yeah, so Bing Places for Business. Uh, B-P-F-B. B-P-F-B. Right. So if you search for yeah, Bing Business, it'll probably come up. Uh, now they realize they're kind of not as popular as Google, so they're trying to make it as easy Google's as possible. Little brother. Yeah. <laughs> They're the poor cousin, I guess. <laughs> but poor you know bang. what? At the same time, even if they've got 5% or 10% of the traffic, that's still traffic that you'll miss out on otherwise. So, oh, for sure. Um, they've made it really easy to get set up. Once you've, once you've verified with Google, so wait for that uh, pin to come in the mail and put that in, then go and sign up for your Bing for Places, uh, Bing, Bing Places for Business. I think both of them just need simpler names, actually. They do. They really do. Anyway, go sign up for Bing Places for Business. And instead of filling everything out from scratch, you can actually import your business listing from Google My Business. So it's a bit of a bonus. If you've already verified with that pin on Google, Bing takes that and says, all right, yep, you're immediately verified on Bing. So you don't have to go through that verification process again. They just look at Google's one and go, yep, we know they've got a good process in place. So if you're verified on there, that's good enough for us. The poor cousin trusts the rich cousin. <laughs> well, now how long it'll be until you can integrate um, like local business listings, whether it be Google or Bing, onto an account like Buffer, where essentially you mm. can create posts and publish it to each of them. Yeah. So that's that's probably yeah another one of my handy little hints for you. Yeah. yeah. And look, I guess in just wrapping up, I think it's so important that if you're a business and you haven't claimed your Google My Business listing, do it before either someone else tries to or people start making edits without you knowing that. You'd be surprised at how many businesses actually type in their business name and they can see people already asking questions or talking about them or giving them reviews and they have no authority or control over any of that. They so. got wikipedia yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just scraping off from that. But um, yeah. yeah, it's so important to go in and just create it and really own that as a channel. Definitely. Yeah. Just a, a final word of warning from me or a tip, I guess, is even after you've claimed your listing and you've verified it and you said, yep, and they know that that's your business, um, people can actually go in and when they search for something on Google, it comes up with a, a little link on your business listing that says suggest an edit. So mm -hmm. people can actually suggest edits like different address or your opening hours are changed mm -hmm. or your type of business is different. Um, it's kind of crowdsourcing a bit of verification there. Right. But people can use it for nefarious means <laughs> as well. Mm -hmm. So your competitors potentially can go in and go, oh, no, this business is closed down. Um, They're open from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so even though you've claimed it and verified it, it's not like you do that and then just leave it and you're all done. Uh, it's a good idea to log in once a week or, I mean, every day if you if you really can, but mm. um, just check it once a week and make sure there's no reviews sitting there. Uh, not reviews, but uh, suggestions for edits. reviewing the yeah. edits, yeah. Um, because you can raise those with Google if it's just somebody messing around mm. and 
I'm trying to give the wrong information. But if you don't do anything and, and leave it, potentially you could have your listing edited uh, without you knowing about it. Mm. So just keep an eye on it every week or every couple of weeks. Make sure there's no um, edits kind of sitting there for review and just keep on top of it, I guess. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, Maybe thanks, guys. pretty good points. Definitely, yeah. I, I feel so much more knowledgeable. It's so good having you both here so I don't have to say very much at all. I'm absolutely loving that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for sharing. As always, if you have any questions, guys, you can leave them for us on our social media. Um, you can find us as Red X Digital on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter, or just go to redxdigital.com for more info. Yeah. I'm sure you can catch the Google My Business post to this podcast as well. So feel free you to just sure can. search us there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We just practice what we preach every day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you guys. That's a wrap. That is a wrap. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Cool beans. I've been Zoe Shepard. Catch you later.